Hi everyone, this is Happiest, episode number 31, The Comparison Trap. I'm your host, Susan Chattis. I'm an author, artist, and teacher, and a grateful member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And just like you, I'm out to find the happy. In this podcast, we will be searching to find the happiest moments in every situation. These are some of my stories. I hope they will help you feel lifted, happy, and hopeful as you search for your own happy in this journey we call life. So are you ready? Here we go. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast today. Last time we talked about how to build the kind of happy in your life that will last. Today, we are going to be talking about the comparison trap. Last month, I had the wonderful opportunity to speak at a young women's camp. I love the outdoors and especially loved being able to attend Young Women's Camp again. As I prepared my talk, I wondered what I could say that would help them find more of the happy in their own young teenage lives, especially as they are getting ready to begin another school year, which is just around the corner. So I decided to ask them a question and I wanted to try a short experiment. But during the experiment, I told them I wanted them to think about their thinking. On the count of three, I asked them to look at their hands. I told them to look closely at their hands, turn them over, and look at their palms, look at their fingers, and then think about what they were thinking while they looked. After about a minute, I asked them to talk about what they thought while they examined their hands. Some of them responded that they noticed their fingernails needed to be painted or cleaned or trimmed. Some saw their hands as small and others saw their hands as big. Some saw how many ways their fingers could move and some saw how many different joints their hands had that would help their fingers move. Then I asked them if any of them had happened to look over at their neighbor's hands from the corner of their eyes. They all smiled and nodded their heads yes. I asked them if they compared their hands to the hands of the people they were sitting around. Did they compare fingernail polish? Did they compare the size of their hands to others? Did they look to compare how long or how short their fingernails were? And then I asked, while you are comparing, What were you thinking about? Did they see their hands as measuring up? Or did they see their hands as not good enough, not pretty enough, not whatever they were comparing enough? Then I asked them to try another experiment. This time, on the count of three, I asked them to look at their hands again. But this time, instead of looking at the outside of their hands, I asked them to look at their hands for what their hands could do. This time, I wanted them to focus on all the possibilities for good that their hands could do. And again, I reminded them to think about their thinking while they were doing it. After another minute, I asked them again to talk about what they saw this time while looking at their hands. This time, what did they see? They saw hands that could lift, help, hold, and pat on the back. They saw hands that could serve, 
hands that could bless, hands that could share, hug, and hold up. They saw hands that could fix things, hands that could create, hands that could draw and write. They saw hands that could do good. Without even comparing this time, these young women saw their hands with purpose, designed for a task, a job, a role to fill. It was so interesting. The hands were the same in both experiments, but changing the intent of each experiment completely changed the outcomes into one where these young women were able to catch a glimpse of the way their Father in Heaven sees them, with all the possibilities, potential, and purposes in who they already are. God sees you and all the possibilities for good within you. Do you see you like that? God loves you in any condition. Do you love you like that? I think comparing ourselves to others is natural. We all do it. It helps us learn from each other, and it helps us be motivated to better ourselves. And when we compare, we can work toward reaching for more of what our potential could be. However, if we are not careful, I also think comparisons can feed our thoughts with too many feelings of not being good enough, too many ideas that I don't measure up, and not being worthy enough. It is amazing to me how fast comparisons can quickly turn our thoughts from I am doing pretty good today, immediately to I am a failure in as little as an instant if we are not careful. There seems to be a comparison trap that can ambush us and spring open at any time, any day, leaving us with feelings of inadequacy, unworthiness, and jealousy. Comparisons can nibble away at our happiness. Comparisons can chew away at our self-worth. And comparisons can make us critical of everything we do. I know I have had plenty of those look around you and compare yourself to others kinds of days before. In a world of constant comparison, it's difficult not to judge our own value based on what we see when we look at others, when we compare the skills and the gifts of other people can often seem so much better than our own. But the reality is that each of us is born on purpose to be different, on purpose with different talents, different abilities, and different gifts. Not all comparisons are bad, it is possible to righteously admire someone, and that is healthy because it motivates us to improve what's in ourselves. However, being jealous of someone else's strengths, being ashamed of our own weaknesses as we compare, or envying what we think is a perfect life you might think someone has is purely a negative activity that does not serve you well. Unhealthy comparisons lead to depression, lack of self-confidence and self-worth, 
ungratefulness, relishing in the trials of others, resenting yourself and resenting others, wasted time and effort, destroying any motivation to achieve personal goals and spiritual digression. So what can you do if you are ever caught in the habit trap of comparing yourself to everyone else around you? First, gently remind yourself that you are on your own unique journey. Your story goes back to when you were in heaven, where you existed as a spirit with God and the rest of his spirit children. God sent us all to earth to receive a physical body, to face challenges, and to become more like him. God's plan is not random. It is carefully designed to give you the experiences you need to return to him again as a better and more experienced person. He gave you talents. He gave you gifts. He gave you abilities personally for you. By divine design, you have unique gifts and talents that will help you fulfill your own responsibilities, and achieve your own potential in this life. Next, more than ever, remind yourself that many of the things you see on social media is not the whole picture, not the whole story, and not all the information you need. What we usually see is, and I love this, It's called the highlight reel of people's lives. And what we don't see is the real reel of everything else that happened to get there. What we see is their best bits. We may never really know the whole story. We may never really understand everywhere else a person went to get to where he or she now is. We may never know their real struggles, their hard work, and their very own feelings of inadequacy that they may have faced along the way. I think I would love it if someday we could all be brave enough to show our blooper reels telling our real stories of real people living real lives. Third, Remember that you really are enough. We all are really enough. When you are certain about your own worth and your own abilities, when you know of your own unique gifts and talents, when you begin to understand that working as a team needs many different personalities and abilities to make the team work, then you will pay less attention to the performance of others and you will feel happier with who you are and what you can uniquely contribute. Someone explained it this way, and I love this. When I compare myself to another and don't have my own objective clarity about my own goals, my own gifts and talents, it is about as useful as trying to work out if I'm taller than someone when I don't even know how tall I am. If you feel good enough on the inside, 
then you will feel less of a need to compare yourself with others on the outside. Fourth, delight in your own individuality and uniqueness. Know that God loves you. Know that he has a plan for you, including all that you already are. He loves you individually. He created your uniqueness. His plan for you, of course, includes your individuality and uniqueness. At a BYU devotional, Brother Merrill J. Christensen taught, quote, Your value to him is independent of your body mass index, your accomplishments in art, your academics or athletics, your possessions, your popularity or marital status, your current calling in the church, or any other thing that can be a source of comparison and competition. His love for you is infinite and intimate, intensely personal and specific. He knows your name, your successes and setbacks. He knows your triumphs and defeats. He knows your fears and he knows your doubts. He knows your hopes, your desires, your motivations. He knows your thoughts, your words, and your actions. He feels what you feel. He shares your joys and sorrows, and he desires your happiness now and forever. End quote. You don't need to compare yourself to others to find your worth, your own value, or your own strengths. You really are enough. You are worthy of happiness. You are exactly where you need to be. You can find the happy in your life right now where you are. Go ahead. Start by looking at your hands. What do you see? But instead of looking on the outside of your hands, switch over to see all the possibilities your hands can do. Your hands can lift, hold, pat on the back. Your hands can serve, bless, share, hug, and hold up. What do you see? You have hands that can work. You have hands that can hold a newborn baby. You have hands that can pray. What do you see? Can you see you the way your Father in Heaven sees you? with all the possibilities in you right now to do good. Do you see you like that? God loves you in any condition. Do you love you like that? What are you doing in your own life to keep your soul aloft? It's not always easy. There are days when your life will soar and there are days when it will not. But there are many things you can do to add lift to your life. Even on those days, When the string gets all tangled around your feet, you will be able to look for the happy. That's what this podcast is all about. We are going on a journey together to look for the happiest moments in everyday life in all situations that will help you to keep your soul aloft. Be ready, because together we are out to find the happy. Thanks for listening again today. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day and... I'd like you to take a few minutes today to begin a list of your own gifts, 
your own talents and your own opportunities that make you unique and amazing. And then continue forward as you build more happy into you. Bye for now. See you next time.